time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It is Monday, June 12th, 2023. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere, and many of you do. We love hearing from you, and you're welcome to text me with any feedback on the podcast. Text me on my cell phone, 512-632-2900. So good to have you here with us today. I want to start by saying thank you to our sponsors, starting with Total Expert. We're here in San Diego at the Lowe's Coronado Bay Resort for the Accelerate 2023 User Conference for Total Expert. Very excited to see many of our friends this week here. We've got some special sessions that I'm excited to be speaking at, as well as listening to other thought leaders talking about what we can do to get more business going and how you can use a powerful tool like Total Expert to do just that. Again, Total Expert turns the customer insights into actions to increase loyalty and drive growth for banks, lenders, credit unions, and other financial firms. Be sure to go listen to the interview that I recorded with Joe Wellu. Looking forward to catching up with him here at the conference. But we recorded that on March 15th and this year. Be sure to go back and listen to it. Really looking forward to getting an update. We'll be bringing that update in next week's podcast. But we'll be just starting the conference this afternoon and very excited to be here and sharing all that we learned from many speakers here. And this is really well attended, which is encouraging. Again, where's the focus? People are focusing on what it's going to take to get more business. And you have a tool like Total Expert that really helps you do just that. And then when there's a whole bunch of us gathered around talking about what we can do to increase business, no better place to be in this kind of market than here in San Diego at the conference. If you're in the area, come on over. I'd love to see you. love to meet with you. And if you are attending the conference and you hear this podcast, please, let's get together. love to hear from you. Text me again on my cell phone, 512 632 2900. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Candor Technology. Candor is the automated underwriting system to earn the only patent for its unique tech solutions. Candor also optimizes the loan delivery and workflow so operations can be right-sized for the last time. I did a great interview on May 26th of this year. Be sure to listen to the podcast I did with Ed Cornet. Very interesting and a lot of great information there. Also, you'll learn about Candor Plus. You got to check out Candor. What they're doing in the marketplace is significant about reducing costs and increasing efficiencies. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Finastra. They do a great job of helping you complete applications through their Fusion MortgageBot POS system, and it flows right on into their MortgageBot LOS system. And it works in process of closing, imaging, secondary, all the way through the whole process. It's great process and great technology. Also, they're the leader in the banking and financial institutions with their Fusion Laser Pro product. Check out all the products and services that Finastra offers you. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Simple Nexus for being a sponsor of the podcast. Their mortgage software and technology is there for the modern lender, as they say. Check out the interview we did on March 8th with Andrea Lightfoot. 
Also want to say a special thank you to the sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Lenders One, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, Mobility Eye, and Modex. I was just talking to Dale Larson of Modex. I just love both of Mobility Eye and Modex. Both of them are run by father and son teams. They're great companies, and you need to have both of these technologies to help you select the right loan officers for your organization. Check out what they can do. Also, Mortgage Advisory Tools, very excited to have them as sponsors. Be sure to check out the interview that we released last week with Tiffany Rose, where we talked about tracking versus chasing business. Again, we're recording a series of podcasts. We'll be releasing more this week on how to get more business in the door. So we're focusing on the origination side. Again, most of our podcast is about the operational and the broader aspects of the mortgage banking industry, mortgage lending industry. But we're really trying to focus in some on interviews on critical thought leaders that are helping us think about how to go after the business and do so even more successfully. So check out the interview we did with Tiffany Rose last week. I want to say a special thank you to our regulars who are here, Adam DeSantis. You're going to hear from him in just a minute. Les Parker, Matt Graham, who's here, David Kittle, Alice Alvey, Alan Pollock, and of course, my co-host, Mark Helm. Without further ado, let's get over to the MBA Mortgage Minute with Adam DeSantis. Hi, I'm Adam DeSanctis. This is the Mortgage Minute, the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, MBA announced that Christine Chandler, Executive Vice President, Chief Credit Officer, and Chief Operating Officer with M&T Realty Capital Corporation, has been nominated to serve as MBA's Vice Chair for the 2024 membership year. A familiar name and face to many of you, Christine will be installed at MBA's 110th Annual Convention in Philadelphia in October. Also last week, a bipartisan group of House members introduced the Neighborhood Homes and Investment Act, a bill that would create a new federal tax credit to increase housing supply. This bipartisan legislation is the House companion to its Senate bill introduced earlier this year. The bill's text reflects NBA's long-held advocacy priorities, including encouraging the rehabilitation of single-family homes and potentially attracting $100 billion in development activity to underserved rural and urban communities across the country. MBA will continue discussions with House and Senate members to push for action on this and other potential tax legislation that helps to increase the supply of affordable housing. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Adam, for that update. As always, we appreciate all that the MBA does for us, and we appreciate you taking time sending in this MBA Mortgage Minute. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and a macro view of the markets. And I always like to know what music parody he's going to use for us this week. Check this one out. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Get ready for shock. Hints of stimulus in China caused oil-producing states to cut production and prepare for a global slump. As a result, the 10-year yield slipped from 380. Get ready for loans. Near-term market struggle with views on yield curves, currencies, and recessions, resulting in erratic range trading. Before year's end, plan for a 250 10-year yield and 30-year conventional rates to touch 575. But don't plan for a massive bump in volume. Three, two, one, zero. Decision. These views are mine. Get ready for anything at tmspotlight.com. Thank you, Les Parker. Appreciate it. You can email Les 
Parker at TMSpotlight.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter by just going to TMSpotlight.com. And when it asks for a code, put in power, the word power for power seller, and you'll get the paid version for free. Matt Graham is here, the founder and CEO of MBS Live with this week's market update. Matt, what do you have for us? This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live market update. Last week saw bonds move sideways to slightly higher, but in a volatile fashion with Monday kicking things off uh, with a actual improvement in bonds following the ISM non-manufacturing data. That was the biggest reaction to econ data in the early part of the week. It came in at 50.3 versus 52.2, and the price component fell as well. As the week progressed, things got worse for bonds, uh, and Wednesday was the most notable day in that sense. And it actually had to do with the Bank of Canada announcement. They hiked rates unexpectedly, well, unexpectedly for about half the market, by a quarter of a point. <clears throat> the market had seen that as about a 50-50 chance. And that spilled over to U.S. bonds in a way that it doesn't typically spill over. And uh, some analysts or commentators were saying that it is food for thought as to how the Fed might approach their um, announcement and rate hike decision this week. The uh, Fed Funds Futures outlook is still showing a very, very low chance of a rate hike this week, but uh, steadily the longer-term rate hike expectations have ticked up, or I should say the expectations for rate cuts have ticked down. The market now sees the end-of-year Fed Funds rate almost perfectly in line with the Fed Funds rate after this upcoming meeting. And that is a drastic change over the course of the past month, a full percent in terms of the Fed's rate expectation. Later in the week, actually a day later, a day after the Bank of Canada surprise move, we got jobless claims that came out at the highest level since 2021, 261K versus 235K forecast, and that helped bonds recover and end the week very close to uh, where they began the week right around 3.75 in terms of uh, 10-year Treasury yields. And we are near there to begin the new week, slightly weaker uh, as the market digests a hefty slate of issuance on the Treasury side. We have Treasury auctions to um, get caught up with after the debt ceiling debate and maybe also some trepidation ahead of the week's big headliner, which is the CPI-Fed combo coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. CPI, of course, referring to the Consumer Price Index, the most important inflation report that we get on any given month, and a consistent market mover in this high inflation environment. There is some magic number that that could hit that would sway the Fed in, uh, into hiking rates at this meeting, even though they're not expected to do that. It would have to be a, a pretty substantial beat versus expectations. Those expectations are currently calling for a 0.4% increase in the month-over-month -month core level, and uh, that's the one that had sort of bounced off a 0.6 ceiling several times in late 2022, and um, now we're hoping to see get back down to 0.2. The forecast is calling for 0.4, as I said, but uh, if it were to come in at 0.6 or especially 0.7 or higher for some crazy reason, that's the sort of number that could prompt a Fed rate hike, but uh, the market would surely start trading that possibility right after the data came out on Tuesday morning. As for Wednesday, it is one of the four meetings per year where we will get the updated economic projections from the Fed. That includes the dot plot, 
with the rate hike outlook or the rate outlook. And that is probably one of the bigger market movers that we could see at 2 o'clock, assuming that they hold rates steady as they're expected to do. And then at 2.30, as always, there's a press conference with Fed Chair Powell in which he will likely be asked all of the questions the market is hoping to get answered by the uh, by the dot plot. And uh, in general, the Fed is very likely to remain in the same stance they have been, which is data dependent, uh, expecting some measure of tightening from uh, troubles in the banking sector, but uh, generally just balancing economic growth versus price pressures, acknowledging that price pressures are uh, still really not defeated in terms of core services inflation, but uh, that there are signs of progress in inflation elsewhere. Uh, but until we see core services inflation fall into line, their work really isn't done. No major change in messaging is expected, but uh, you know, so a subtle drift in one direction or another is the sort of thing that is likely to happen and will move the market when it is detected. That's going to do it for this week. Back to you. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that update. Be sure to check out MBS Live for more updates. You can go to live to their screen. Again, you can check it out for a trial period by just putting in LOL for the sign-up code, and you get an extended trial period without a credit card. Check it out. Appreciate it. Let's get over to Alice Alvey. She's CMB Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage, and she's got this week's legislative update. Alice, what do you have for us? Thanks, Dave. Hi, everyone. I have a short but important report for you today. First of all, a reminder to go back and listen to last week's show where we talked about a request for information that was coming out of the Federal Finance Housing Agency on the uh, automated valuation models, so AVM, that are used throughout the industry for various purposes to help validate either an appraisal or maybe be used in place of an appraisal. So, Please go back, listen to last week's recording so that you can hear about that proposed rule where you have 60 days to comment. I'm sorry, it's not a proposed rule, it's a request for information. Secondly, uh, we have not talked yet about the fact that the Federal Housing Finance Agency did publish their house price index update. So for those of you who watch this, we get new numbers every quarter. And so we did get, uh, at the end of May, we got the March quarterly report uh, to check out. So go check out that information. This is hugely important. It's information used by lenders across the country within their systems to be able to identify what the loan to values are in their servicing portfolios, potentially looking for customers who might have opportunity for refinances. It is used for so many reasons in so many industries. And a lot of consumers are not aware that they can simply log into the Federal Housing Housing Finance Agency's House Price Index, so you can just Google that. I love telling people about this. They get so excited that there is an easy way for them to enter in the year that they bought their home, what they paid for it, and I get it. They're just picking the nearest MSA, and it may not be exact to their neighborhood, and, and people are like, but wait, I've put in a pool, you know. <laughs> it's like this is just the core of what you should expect in appreciation from your home if you just maintained it. And so it's a good indicator of what's happening in the market around you. And what was really interesting in this quarterly report was the areas that were showing the highest annual depreciation. That was Utah, Nevada, 
California, Washington, and the District of Columbia, all down within a few percentage points. So check this out. Make sure you save it as a bookmark and refer it to everybody you know on how to take advantage of that FIFA Federal Housing Finance Agency House Price Index. Have a great day. Thanks. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alice. Really appreciate that update. Now let's get over to Alan Pollock for this week's tech update. Alan, what do you have for us? Hey, David. Thanks for having me. So it has been two weeks since I've been on the program with some overlapping schedules. I've been talking to a number of our listeners. I'm actually working on two projects, and uh, I'm excited. There is so much innovation and so many interesting things that are that are in the works and people are thinking and doing. So a lot of great great products and, and interesting angles on the market that'll, uh, that, that everyone will start seeing and hearing from soon. Uh, let's start with some interesting news. So I'm always talking about, David, the, the robots and the, the funny AI that, that makes food. We've talked about a number of them. So this one was marked as a tragedy. So they, it basically says, despite raising $450 million, robot pizza company Zoom, that's Z-U-M-E, has shut down. The tech was never fully realized as cheese kept sliding off the pies they baked in Zoom's delivery truck. So if you want to learn more, check it out. It's Z-U-M-E, and again, $450 million of sliding cheese. Let's talk, David, and some mortgage news. So encompassed by ICE Mortgage Technology, that's a big word, right? Uh, so they just announced that they're delivering an all-in-one workflow for omni-channel lenders. And for those of you that aren't sure of the word omni-channel, it basically means that, you know, you serve multiple markets or multiple versions or variations of the market, different niches. So Ellie May is saying that um, that consumers, their buying habits have changed, and there remains a healthy amount of demand for home equity lending products. And with Encompass, you can feel confident in knowing their LOS platform has the flexibility to support home equity lending at scale. Uh, and, and many other LOS systems are doing this as well. So check it out. It's very interesting. If you're not leveraging with your vendor necessary tools to provide that omni-channel experience, I know that there are lenders that may have an older technology provider that does the home equity. They may have their current technology provider that does more of their, you know, first lien purchase a business. Please take a look and make sure that you've got you're using and leveraging your technology providers correctly. So great news by Encompass, omni-channel lending, home equity is still at a rise. Um, check it out, David. This is another great article. This was at Housing Wire, and basically it, it's saying, hey, as an originator, take more time, ask better questions, and better consult with the consumer. And it says, loan officers are picking up volume, are those who understand the market and have an in-depth understanding of a client's financial picture. And by the way, if you do ask the right questions, make sure you're using the right tools. Make sure you're using all the tools you have whether it's a CRM system or it's data collection, there is information, there's analysis, there's homework that you can do for each conversation that you provide to consult with your consumer, with your borrower. So great article, check it out, Housing Wire. And then David, you know, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I was gonna start off earlier, I was gonna basically say, you know, kind of air quotes, who wants nine pre-approval letters? Well, apparently a lot of borrowers do. So Lender Logic releases, and that's Lender Logics, I should say, with an X at the end instead of a C. They release their quarterly home buyer intelligence report. And there's a lot of great info in here. I'll give you a couple little bullets from here. Uh, the first, they said in quarter one, 23, so this year, 
borrowers generated 53,281 pre-approval letters through their quick qual pre-approval platform. That's a big number. On average, they're saying, borrowers logged into quick qual 12 times during the quarter to generate those pre-approval letters, run payment scenarios, review closing cost summaries. And it says loan officers pre-approved on average of 24 borrowers during the same period, okay? And it resulted in an average down payment of roughly 12.4%. So it tells us a few things, but you know one thing that it says? We've got to make sure that when we're providing that pre-approval letter, whether you're a loan officer or it's automated self-serve, you've got MI in there. And you're, you're helping a borrower understand the different options of MI based on consulting with them. How long do they want to be in the home? Some of the technology platforms and partners out there provide this, some don't. So you want to take a look at what you can provide, but make sure you're including MI, especially with that number of only 12.4%. Second, as it says, of the borrowers using their quick qual in, in 2023 quarter one, the average number of days between pre-approval and loan submission was 71 days. That's crazy. That means people are shopping. That means people aren't sure. They're working out pricing scenarios. That means you need to consult with them more. It means you need to have your CRM in place. So here's the best part. Nine pre-approval letters were used before converting. 56% of those borrowers used nine pre-approval letters. And that means there's a lot of home shopping going on. It doesn't mean that they're still in bidding wars. It just means that they're self-serving or they're not sure which house they're going to bid on and they're looking at their pricing and their budget and they're looking at the rates. So what are you doing is my question with your CRM. Right? You have the, we talk about the tech all the time. We talk about the acquisition. We talk about powering loan officers. But what are you doing with lead and referral management? And what are you doing with automated workflows and task management? Make sure. And if not, you can do it manually. You don't have to pay for all the best tech. It'd be great if you could. But make sure you're looking at how to manage and track all of the times that you've communicated with your, with your customers. You've provided them with a pre-approval, the amount of days and the amount of time so you can better consult with them and you're more educated. Empower your LOs for all the executives of our customers out there that are, um, or our listeners that are, that are managing those lending experiences. And with that, David, that's all for today. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You know how to re reach out to David and I. You can get me at Alan, A-L-O-E-N, at TMS-advisors.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate that update. If you want to suggest things that you'd like for Alan to report on, or if you're hearing some reports, send them on over to Alan. I know he'd appreciate it. I want to say a special thank you to Mark Helm, who's my co-host. He's been on vacation, won't be here for this podcast, but we'll be back next week. Be sure to tune in then. That wraps up this week's weekly mortgage update. I want to say a special thank you to everyone listening today. And share this podcast with others. Very grateful for it. Also, thank you, Adam, Les, Matt, David, and Mark for your contributions. Special thank you to our sponsors, Candor Technology, Finastra, Total Expert. Come visit us here in San Diego while we're attending the Accelerate 2023 conference. Very excited to be here and speaking. Check it out. Also, Simple Nexus, Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, Mobility MI, Modex, and mortgage advisory tools. Folks, have a great rest of your week. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. And again, if you're at the Total Expert Conference, be sure to come out and check us out. I'd love to see you attend the session. Love to see you and have a chance to have a drink with you. Blessings. Have a great week. 
You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.